up to my neck end. <laughs> gotcha. Council met Tuesday night. We'll get into it in just a little bit. A lot of discussion about uh, a housing uh, yeah. program uh, or an opportunity potential. maybe. Potential. Potential. Break that down for us. Yes. Uh, Councilman, Councilwoman Dee Johnson-Reed and I, more than any other council member, although we're all concerned about it, really, really spent a lot of time talking about housing, talking about what are we going to do. Everybody is concerned on the council with, you know, as I always say, no one wants to represent an empty lot. We are creating more and more empty lots. I think the combination of we did a little field trip to Lafayette to look at how they handle their adjudicated property, which is a different system than ours. Looking at that and thinking maybe we could do make more headway with those problem areas uh, and those empty lots and those uh, houses that are in disrepair. Combine that with our very aggressive grant that we are applying for to tear down up to 40 houses and some commercial buildings here in town. Well, then you start compounding the solution and the problem at the same time. You know, you're cleaning up blight, but what are you going to do? So uh, Councilwoman Reed is also certified to do USDA loans, and she has gone. I mean, I'll call her, and she's working for people in Generet and all over Acadiana, helping people get uh, low-interest loans and trying to spur home ownership. So she came up with a proposed program. Uh, model it after some things that are already done by the state and by us in the commercial world um, where you give some kind of tax abatement. So we've kind of fleshed that out. She put all that together, did a great job, you know, got, went to the podium, did a little presentation. Um, the feedback was all positive, but we realized that when you have a homestead exemption, is uh, seventy five thousand the first seventy five thousand that that negates your parish taxes uh, if you pay city taxes on a house that's a fifty thousand dollar house it's it's a hundred dollars round figure but maybe a hundred eleven yeah so a hundred thousand dollar house is you know two couple hundred dollars so it's not going to spur you by itself to say hey go build a three hundred thousand dollar house and you'll save uh, you know, whatever it is, a year in taxes, and that's going to be enough to, to spur you to do that. It's not, okay? Yeah, true. But it's a help. Yeah. So we looked at that. Um, she had initially proposed that would happen in the opportunity zones because some of our city is an opportunity zone. Well, then quickly everybody said, well, no, we all have places in our district, so if we did something, it would be citywide uh, and should be citywide. So we're kind of talking about that. I've picked up the ball since then, and it's something I've been working on. You look, if you Google modular homes, not a trailer, it's, it's, a, it's a house built to modular home specs, which are equal and even a little more stringent than IBC code. It's a real house, okay? It's just that it gets moved there. It's not on a frame. It doesn't have wheels. Every trailer manufacturer, everybody who sells trailers, you know, put the tagline modular home. That's not the same thing. So a real modular, um, which we can have in town. I still think that's our long-term solution because it's cheaper than, you know, regular construction. Although it is regular construction, it's cheaper than on-site ground up. So you can find, like, if you look on, if you Google and start looking around, man, you see some cool things. Trying to find the company is a whole yeah. other thing, okay? You pick up Dwell Magazine, that's a little architectural magazine I get, 
and they got the coolest stuff in there and you'll see the companies out of austin you'll see they had one in waco they had one in mississippi go try to find those people every one except for two are not you know they either didn't make it we used to have a company here that was in st martinville at the old martin mills that built modular housing they did a really good job they ended up going bankrupt but i mean what they did was quality so that's what we lack and if we could find a modular manufacturer of real modular homes that wanted to come in this area so we have one is it important that they're based within a I x amount care. of miles well or, i mean would say someone from baton rouge right uh, but, or they don't exist they don't exist gotcha. so running it all down i have found two ones in texas and the other one i think is in arkansas so you pay more to have it trucked here you know because they'll come in you know i mean it's, a, it's modular it's built somewhere else yeah. um so we're looking into that because that is the only solution that i see that financially somebody could afford a house i know of one modular we made an exception for and uh, they went through planning and zoning planning and zoning approved it it's in acadian acres that was two three years ago it's a little shotgun came out very nice uh some of the neighborhood was a little you know uh scared of it at first i mean you ride by it has good curb appeal it's nice the person that did that bought this modular home from someone else like someone who had owned it right so he bought a used modular home but it still meet all the tags it meant all the requirements and so it's a great example of what you can put a house on a lot a small house on a lot and really have something that is nice and that does not depreciate and that holds up in a hurricane that meets all the codes and that you can put in these neighborhoods so i think that you're going to see more discussions none of us have the answers uh you know if it was really easy you'd see a lot of other towns doing the same thing but i think it's something that we all have a passion to try to figure out because we are going to continue to aggressively spend money demo and blight cleaning things up but at some point we uh you know we want citizens curious are, are those modular homes generally on uh what's the word i'm looking for pilings or uh, Peer, they, uh peers peers you, you could i have seen some in other parts of the company that they poured a slab and then the modular home was on the slab what i normally see and the one that i found that's in texas that i'm probably gonna make a road trip uh, we're, we're sending them our specifications and our ordinances that allow modular that tell you all how they have to be built. We sent it before I waste a trip. Yeah, we're sending yeah. that to them. And if they can meet all of that, they need to send me something back that they can. And then I'm probably going to make a little field trip. Uh, but most of them on piers. I mean, and not necessarily for flooding, but for pipes and yes, uh, that kind of. Thing. Yeah, and That's just to get it in and out because it's yeah. built somewhere else. You know, I had teamed up with UL Architecture Department years ago. And before, right before I came to the mayor and designed some myself. And then the architecture students added to them and came up with other schemes. And that's when I had a plan that I was going to try to take some Votech students, some architectural students, and some of my construction guys and kind of come up with our own little program that everybody got work and experience. And it would be fun. And we'd start on one end in a building with a pile of materials and leave with a house. Uh, I still would love to do that. So, you know, I have a, a, a passion for those kind of crazy projects. Um, but most of these are two-bedroom. Uh, I do see some three-bedrooms. Uh, they'll come in pods and, you know, put together. There's a flat pack house that's on Facebook now that you you send it out and then you use a crane and it unfolds. And, I mean, you have these whole wall sections and floor sections that are just coming up. It looks like, you know, a, a kid's toy or something. I tried to contact those people because I was like, I have to see this. Uh, they never call me back. So some of it 
architects will come up with a concept or a contractor will do a one-off or they'll do it to win the dwell hundred thousand dollar house at a year award or you know mm -hmm. ul did some that were solar a while back and a good friend of mine is an architect designed it and the students built it and it, it went national i mean it went to washington dc and won some awards uh but you know they'll do it for like like solar or you know some other you know, a specific point they're trying to get across. And you end up with some really cool little samples, and it looks like, well, this must be a new company that's doing that, and, boy, they just, they just evaporate after that. Gotcha. gotcha. So what's the next step, though, uh, with what was being discussed? Uh, to continue to discuss it, we need to have an ordinance meeting, and between budget and Jeff's schedule and some other things, we've put it off twice. The ordinance meeting, I think the first thing you'll see is that we adopt the ordinance or something very, very close to it for how uh, Lafayette fools with their adjudicated property. I think you'll see that first before you see anything come back on uh, this kind of tax abatement program to spur some development. And so what we're trying to do is make sense of it and do it one step at a time. I also am hoping before we adopt uh, anything of however it ends up fleshing out that Councilwoman Reed brought, I am hoping to have, that's why I'm hitting the gas on trying to find a modular. And I'm hoping to say, well, if you pass all of this and you can give this $200 tax deduction a year or, you know, less waive a tax of two, a tax abatement of $200 a year. But here's a product that costs $100,000. Here's a product that costs one hundred and fifty. Mm -hmm. If USDA will loan you money up to $200,000, let's say, by, by your income or whatever. Okay, now we have a finance piece that works. Now we have a little tax abatement that helps some. And now we have a real product that you could put there for that price. So I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping, and I think it will, that we would flesh out all the pieces. We can do some legislation and put some ordinances in place, but I think, and we will, but I think before we can really utilize them, we've got to have the missing piece, which is the, you know, the house somebody can afford. Yeah. You know, there, there was some discussion about um, sort of renting to own, uh, but it seems to me a lot of people with the rental properties don't necessarily want to give up I was the laughing, rental aspect. Okay. I, I, I have owned... Quite, mine's almost all commercial. I've owned a few residential along the way. I mostly invest in commercial property. And camp's at the point, okay? Mm. <laughs> That's a whole other subject. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't want to sell my, you know, I sell them when I want to sell them for the price I want to sell them for. But, you know, uh, that's, that's in some instances, you know, I'm counting that being part of my retirement. That's my mailbox money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? So, yeah, some people, that is their retirement. Uh, I, I have a good, good friend, and that's his business. You know, all he has is, you know, 100 rental properties, and he runs around handling them. It's a full-time job, and, uh, you know, that's how he lives. So some people, it's, it's an investment. Some people, it's their li it's, it is their livelihood. I heard you uh, picked up a building uh, down the street here. I close on a building tomorrow morning, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's one that I have been wanting to buy for a very long time. It's been empty for probably 25 years, 20 years for sure. Has it been that long? At least 20. I don't remember anything wow. in there, you know, for a very long time. There was one little shop. Maybe it lasted for a little while. The makeup uh, permanent? Yeah, makeup that, that might have been 15 yeah. years ago, yeah. but but it hasn't had a lot of activity. Right. And I know for the last 10 years, it's definitely been empty. And so, yeah, I'm excited about that one. I think it has some good potential. I'll do my usual. I'll buy it. Uh, of course, the air conditioning shot. So I'll buy it. I'll change the AC. I got a few other things to upgrade. I'll uh, clean up the first floor, and I'll put it for rent, you know, and worry about the second floor and the rest of it uh, a little bit down the road. There you go. There you go. Getting back to uh, the council meeting. Sure. Uh, 
did have an ordinance um, up for final adoption authorizing you to negotiate and execute an agreement uh, for land application of processed municipal sludge. Yeah. Sounds like a fun project. It is. It is. Yeah. 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 Um, that's the same thing that we had last meeting. These first few of them are just, you know, adopting what we talked about, you know, at the last meeting. And that's for the sewer plant. That's a program that we have that uh, we get to use that solid base sludge when we're finished treating everything. Uh, and it's, it makes great fertilizer. All right. You uh, also had some resolutions, one appointing Erica Sapak to the Dangerous Animal Committee. I think she had served on that before. Erica is the lady who runs the uh, existing shelter. Oh, that's right. Yes. And so she runs the shelter, and so we appointed her to uh, serve on the dangerous. Who would know better than, you know, someone who runs the shelter? How often do they meet? Uh, As needed. That's a, you know, as a dog bite happens that okay, that's bites kind of a person bites uh, another dog kills another animal those kind of things um so it's all complaint driven we'd love to never have to meet but uh so she had good expertise and uh should be on it all right another resolution authorized you to negotiate execute a contract between the city and minville and associates for Grant Administrative Consulting Services. Richard Minville. Richard Minville has done uh, the paperwork on the capital outlay projects, as well as many other things, but that's the main function that he's kind of focusing on now. So he's written grants for us in the past. Uh, He's not doing any more of the really large grants that take years. Now what he's focusing on is the capital outlay, which he's always done for us. So we lobby, we go to Baton Rouge, we seek help with all of our delegation we send projects in that we flesh out the prices, the scope, what we're going to do, a budget. We have the property. We have the match. We can do all of that. Without Mr. Minville, we ain't getting it. So he handles all of the uh, paperwork. And thank God he does. All right. A couple of resolutions related to the electric valve actuator upgrades. Yeah, that's uh, moving a little money around, and uh, that's a project that will be, we have many, many actuators at the sewer plant, and this is another batch of them that are, we needed to change. And so uh, that's all that's about. It's just uh, funding those projects uh, at the sewer plant. And, and you, will, you will see, we're spending $12 million this year. We just went through sewer capital outlay tomorrow. I don't even have a total. I mean, it's going to be, you know, millions more to invest. Um, We are beginning to negotiate uh, a new deal with the parish for the sewer that we provide. That's something that's been ongoing and and we're going back and forth on. Um, It's kind of in its early stages, but we we need to continue to do that and get that done. So sewer is a big thing. We are really investing heavily into our our utility. I I tell you what – you know, you, we just take it for granted. Oh, yeah. So much. Flush and uh, forget. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it is uh, important. Uh, change order regarding the Pepperplex concessions restroom project. How's that going? Uh, that's going really good. Yeah, we had, uh, uh, what was our change order? Oh, the fire marshal came, and we have uh, some existing handicapped wood ramps at the building that the parish donated to the pepperplex and then now donated to us we covered that at the last meeting i think yeah so because we touched it okay we didn't do jack but because we touched it we have to re have to build a bunch of handrails and so it's kind of the last thing and i mean the fire marshal is the fire marshal and without their approval Mm. you know you're not done so we have a change order to build some handrails all right 
Another uh, resolution dealing with the West End Park Community Center Space Improvements for the Boys and Girls Club. How's that project going as well as another one West End Park expansion? Yeah, yeah. The project for Boys and Girls Club, uh, they're substantially complete. They have a little small punch list. That's what that was about. And, I mean, uh, Boys and Girls Club getting the keys, I think uh, somebody's doing that to where I think they pick them up today maybe. Mm, cool. So they're getting the keys, and they'll start setting up. And uh, the last thing we have is the signage. We're waiting on the sign to come in. But space came out really good. New colors, a lot of new polish, a lot of finishing, a lot of, a lot of new surfaces. Really, really, it's going to be good. It, it, it's uh I think it's going to be a real asset to the to you know the neighborhood. Remind me again: is that part of the park uh, elementary project? No, the next one part will be of the MLK. Of, part of MLK. That is the old teen side of MLK. Uh, something my father and I built in 1983 or 84, right when I got back from college. Uh, we actually built that. I, I worked there every day. He was mad at me because I walked away from like <laughs> like barely any college left. So, yeah, he punished me. I went to work. Um, I loved it. But uh, we built that. So uh, it's kind of neat to see it remodeled and see that it's, you know, really going to have a really good, not that it didn't before, but a really good community use. And what a caveat to go to our next uh, West End project, which is Park Elementary. So we moved some money around because the bids were a little higher. The council saw the wisdom in it, as did I. So that's what, you know, this was about. We awarded the contract. So uh, we have a contractor. They are taking one wing, the wing that is the closest to the park, because all this is now considered, you know, West End Park. And it's going to do a senior citizen center for the park, taking two classrooms, knocking the wall down between, new AC, coating the roof. Um, we'll have another classroom that will be utilized. We have to find a grant for the computers, but we'll get there. That is going to be utilized for a computer lab that both boys and girls could walk over and use and that the community could use. I think that that's really cool. And then we have three other classrooms in that first wing, and I wanted to spend the additional dollars because the roof will be coded, the electrical's on, the security system's on, you know. Uh, the one thing we didn't have was the air conditioning in those three. So now we'll have the air conditioning in those three. So that gives us three more classrooms for community use, for park use, uh, you know, maybe even for the police department to use. The police department gets the next wing, but I'm not sure when I can afford that, so I might let them start utilizing when they do training out there. I'll probably take one of those classrooms and let them utilize it, um, which is great. I mean, it's real community policing. So that building just has a lot of potential, a lot of possibilities, but we do realize we're going to have to do it one piece at a time. I wish we could get the, and they all, sh it's all low down. It's, it's got to be some kids. I wish we could get the kids to stop vandalizing it because we didn't have a broken window pane until we bought it, and now almost every window is broken. Oh, We've Lord. had a lot of issues. It looks to be little kids. Our security system's up and running, so I'm hoping it's not going to take long to catch them so that I can reward them for their <laughs> service. Uh, anyway, so that, that's that been a little bit of a bummer because, yeah. you know, we took it on to, to – uplift and to do good positive things in the community i didn't expect that uh but you got you i guess you have to so um anyway as fast as we can get it occupied and get it operational where it is also doing some good in the community the better the whole building's going to be uh, but i'm excited about it in the fall we're going to do uh we have some money set aside we're going to build a community garden there which i think will really be cool too and mm -hmm. then, again more activity uh and we, we're looking at that property to to really open up some doors so uh, that's what that was about.
Very good, very good. Another uh, West End project uh, on Hopkins Street. Uh, Mr. Dore uh, this one is, has stepped up again. This one is amazing. Yeah. I mean, he called me. He says, you know how to build stuff. And you know how to get stuff done. I'm coming to see you. <laughs> and he is just a firecracker. That guy, he, he amazes me. He doesn't remember me, but in that, again, in the, I might even been in high school. I was either a senior in high school or right, right into college. Uh, my dad did a job for Global Darvers at the port, and I ended up working out there. And so I remember him then, and he was, you know, just gangbusters back then, but he, he hadn't changed. Um, so we had some meetings, and he wants to donate the property to the city and donate a million dollars with the property. For it to be developed. Yeah. Uh, he wanted uh, Hopkins Street. He wanted a nonprofit, which Hopkins Street Economic Development was already in existence. So we said, okay, there's there's your partner. You know, So it's a three-way partnership between himself, Hopkins Street Economic Development, and the city of Nigeria. So we own the property. We get the million dollars. My first question was, you know, that's great, but can I leverage the money? He says, what do you mean? I said, well, if you, you know, you got a million dollars, that's 20%, 25%. I mean, I should be able to turn it to $4 million, you know, after a total of $5 million maybe. So is that something I can do? So the way it's set up, and he said, sure, that's why I'm here. The way it's set up, all three parties, we have to agree of the use. We have to agree of what we're doing. It needs to be community-oriented. It needs to put back into the community. It might be businesses that bring jobs. It might be some medical. It might be there was talk early on about a grocery store. Now I'm hearing about a grocery store that will that uh, a private group might be building further up Popkin Street. Um, so we we haven't figured that out yet. I hired UL with his approval. Use city money for that because this is going to be a city property, um, and UL is going to come in and do some little charrettes and some uh, a little study where we kind of get a feel for what the community would like to see there. And also what they've had a lot of success with in Lafayette is finding entrepreneurs that maybe are working out of their house or working with no license and working in a garage or whatever, finding some people who had that interest, who had a product or had a skill, and then helping them develop that into a business. And so I really want that entrepreneurial kind of aspect of their study to, to be here too so they're coming uh they all got covid the way i had it planned they would come in at the end of july and they would have done it for a few weeks and it would probably be wrapping up now and i really wanted that to wrap up about the time we brought this out well you know you can't you can't always orchestrate everything so he and his team ended up with covid over like two or three weeks they they seem to have passed it you know how it goes yeah one passed it to the other and so we uh we're going to try again in the middle of august that he'll get going uh, but all that's, you know, related to that project. So really excited about it. What a generous man. And uh, he really, his mother was an Ackle, and the Ackle store used to be on that property. He, you know, grew up here. Uh, just one of our great New Iberia success stories for sure. So uh, he wants to give back, and we are going to help him. Excellent. Excellent. Um, let's see. He also amended a budget to appropriate funds for a JAG grant uh, what is that that's a grant that we're getting that is some computer equipment for the police it is some forensic computer equipment so it will help us solve crimes and that's what that's about all right getting back to property standards uh, added another uh, building yeah to that's the list. last one this lady came at the very end and she was like can you do this one it looked like it all worked out 
by that night when we my clerk when the meeting ended she printed it out i signed it right there and we send it off that's how late it was but we got it to our consultant and he was able to include it in the grant the grants all submitted uh laney our the city clerk did a great job of compiling all of this jeff and jimmy also stepped up because that was 40 houses that you know the work's still not finished but the pre-work and the work that jimmy had to do and the kind of looking at it and assessing each one that jeff had to do then there was paperwork that every single one of these property owners had to sign and we did have some you know some people drop out there were some people who came and when it was time to sign on the dotted line you know mama was dead well i was like okay next i mean you know it had to be that you owned the property or you had a way to do a very quick succession yeah that yeah. you could get to it but there were a few of them that you know, early on said, yeah, we all clean. We got everything. And then when we, when we started really looking into it, you know, the person that needed to sign was, was no longer able to sign. So a few people dropped off. That's why we tried to cram it and get 40, 41, 42, figuring that we'd end up with about 35. And I kind of think, you know, our number's not going to be that far off. Uh, I didn't want to leave too much money on the table. The minimum was 150. The maximum was half a million. So I, uh, my goal from the very beginning has been to, if we're going to get a grant, I want the whole half a million. And uh, I still think even with some dropping off, uh, I think we're going to be very close to getting that. All right. Well, we've got to get it. It's out of five communities. There's only five communities. So we were thrilled that only five people. Most people found out about it late because some of them called me and said, how did you do this? And I said, I started on when I heard about it. They said, well, they didn't put the rules out. I said, no, I just got started. Yeah. Uh, and I can't say that we didn't you know, maybe duplicate or maybe go in a direction that, you know, we didn't all pan out. But I mean, you know, if it's a race, I'm going to start running. So uh, it worked that we started very early because some communities who called me about it and asked, and I'm free, I'd love to tell them how to do it. They, uh, I don't think they were going to make the cut. Um, but what I heard from our consultant is that it was only five communities. So the amount of money they have and the fact that there's only five, I mean, we, we should, uh, you know, I can't say positively, but uh, we have a very good chance of getting it. Very good. It's pretty much the uh, agenda. I had yes, a, a listener wonder about the Daspit Road Street Project, uh, how that's going in and around Acadian Acres. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's the road contractor is, uh, the concrete contractor is doing everything he needs to do and doing it as quick, quick as he can and does have to stop some roads and close some roads and there is some inconvenience, but I mean, you got to crack the egg to, to cook it. Uh, the asphalt contractor, you know, he's in liquidated damages and has been for a while. I was trying to pull his bond. I mean, I'm to the point, I'm very aggravated. Uh, we have uh, Front Street, uh, Lawrence Street, Indes Street, Bank Street, you know, all those streets that they tore up and then they just, you know, vanished on us. I got to start charging them $200 a day for every calendar day they're not here. But, you know, my new liquidated damage will be $1,000, I can tell you. But uh, so I'm not happy with them. I, I really think that they jacked us. Um, they are coming back, and I, I think they're here this week kind of prepping again and going to get going and swear they're going to be finished in a month. But, I mean, they lost three weeks that it hadn't rained i know they lost some perfect weather and they were working somewhere else where the liquidated either they didn't have liquidate or they were making more money or if there were liquidated damages they were a lot more than ours so they played the contractor game on me that i don't like because i've been a contractor a very long time and i, I didn't do that you know mm -hmm. you 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 chew what you bit you know so i passed off a lot of money and and you know 
said, I can't do your job because I've got to finish the one I have. Uh, not everybody works that way, though. So uh, I did look at, I mean, I got jacked about a week and a half ago. I started looking at, you know, they, they're not in, in, they didn't default on it, so I can't call in their bond, or I would have. <laughs> uh, and the $200 a day, you know, I'm just going to keep charging them. I've only done that one other time that the contractor didn't come back for even longer than this and then came at the end and, you know, tried to get me to not charge him the liquidated damages. Well, you know, that ain't how that puppy don't hunt. So, you know, I I'm frustrated. They've done a really good job in the work they've done. They are coming back. I do have a contract. They, they, I do have their attention by charging them liquidated damages. I just wish they'd get here and finish what they, finish what they started. Gotcha. Any other project updates? Anything of uh, note? Let's see. The new stage and restroom addition at the uh, Steamboat Pavilion approved the plans yesterday. It's through the fire marshal. If you follow those things, the public notice is out. So it will bid uh, very early next month. So that one's coming. The skate park, um, we had a meeting last night. A meeting during the day with the skate park uh, consultant, who is the designer with the Alliance, who came in, uh, looked at some concepts, really looks cool, and then had a open town hall meeting that we've been advertising, and we had probably ten or twelve skaters come, and they had, and that's what it was for, uh, the people who are going to use the park, and they had some really good uh, ideas and uh, real good input. And so that project is moving along to where I think it will get designed over the next. Uh, it probably won't bid till next year because it's quite the process or start till next year. But uh, the design work is now starting on it once they kind of digest uh, the community feedback. So uh, I think it's going to be a fun project. So that's coming. Um, you know, we're just working through. We're still spending ARPA money. We're still spending grant money. We got uh, another half a million dollars for the two community centers, so I am beginning to make my list of what I think we want to do, and then we'll be getting with our architects. Uh, we got 1.5 million plus a 25% match for the Pepperplex, working through what we're going to do there. So, like I said, it's budget time right now, so it's the time to, you know, look at all of that and feel comfortable with what we're doing, number one, and number two, plan what we're doing. So it, uh, my time is really busy right now. It's uh, uh, just managing all of this and plus the day-to-day. -day. But uh, we got a lot going on. We're blessed. There you go. Got a caller on the line. We'll oh, see good. if it's a question for the mayor. Hi, you're in the air. Yes, sir. Hi, guys. Anyway, back to Dasbit Street. You're talking about the asphalt people. Is that going to be the tie-in with Jane Street to the concrete on Dasbit we're waiting on? Uh, you talking about at uh, the highway at uh, 182 and uh, no, no, that's another one. That's 31. Yeah, that's another one. Yes, sir, that's coming. So that's the hold up because the contractor with the concrete looked like they picked up everything but sweep the street. Yeah, they've done a great job. Yes, a, a beautiful job. Yep. And, and so we're waiting on the asphalt on Jane Street to tie into it. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm not sure how far it doesn't go much further than that, if I remember right. Uh, you know, because I, could, I couldn't do it all. I mean, we picked the worst sections everywhere. That's like I'm getting yeah. kicked in the teeth like crazy where Darby Lane meets up with 182. There's a little small oh. section, and it's really bad, but the city crews can't handle that. Uh, it yeah. wasn't in our project, and so that's one that I got a couple people that are losing their mind over it. Uh, I am waiting till the end of the road project 
because I have a little money that is in reserve. I am hoping to go catch some of those, you know, really right. pain items well, at the end. My main thing on the detour uh-huh. is the Monterey Speedway we got now. Okay. Uh, okay. It, it, it's horrible. All right. I'll I'll see if I can't slow that down. And look, that's what yeah. happens because I had one a few years ago. I had to go through College Park, and I mean, it made a it made a racetrack. Um, I'm glad you're passing that on, and I'll see what I can do. I appreciate it, sir. Thank y'all. Oh yes, sir. Appreciate the call as always, and appreciate you coming by. Anything else you want to add? No, no problem. Just you uh, you'll start to see it soon. We are coming back in October. It's not a new tax burden. We're all this talk about roads. We are coming back one more time and trying to get your permission as a voter to take some money and pay off a millage and bring it back. I don't have another answer. That failed by 133 votes. I know I'm a little hard-headed. Uh, I'm bringing it back one more time. You're going to start to see some educational pieces as well as a pack that you know, now for the first time, you'll see, you know, an ad campaign, if you will, and a, and a, a political campaign to try to get this passed, which would give us uh, another good round of it won't give us quite as much as last time because interest rates have gone up and things have changed a little bit. But it would give me, you know, the city another, you know, 15 million to immediately just keep the road program going. I don't have another way to keep it growing. I am going to really, really, in this uh, round, show you, you know, it's not hard to find what's left, but show you where the issues really are and that, you know, we don't have another choice. It's either that or the road program just stops. So you'll hear a lot more about that, and I'm going to, you know, I have to because that's my job. My, my real job, my real job is to make people fall in love with this place. That's it. That's all I got to do. Whether you live here and I make you want to stay, whether I make you want to come, whether I make you want to visit, I, that's my job. My job, I have decided, is to make you fall in love with this place. And uh, in some circles, I'm doing okay, and some of them I'm not. But when it comes to the roads, you know, you can't hold out against me if, if you don't help me. So we'll be coming with a whole uh, ad campaign. Some of it's kind of funny. I decided to put myself out there. I think you're going to see my desk on the sidewalk, and I really think it's going to go all over town. We're trying to line it up now. I did a video yesterday in the bumpiest old truck that I have, well, two days ago. I did a video that's going to come out. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to raise the awareness, get the conversation going, and make people understand that one of the functions of government is to fix the roads. There's not enough money to do it with what's in the budget. It's why every mayor has had a road program, and you have to float a bond because there's no other way to do it. And I got lucky and unlucky at the same time that we didn't have a road program for 14 years when I got here. So, and it took me a few years to get the finances straight where we could. So it, uh, I'm playing catch up, um, but would like to continue to play catch up. It's kind of half the fun of my job, but anyway, so a lot more about that coming. I just wanted to kind of start to plug. Fair enough. Appreciate you coming yes. in as always. Thank you.